Hey guys, you are. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. You just made it more awkward. I know. I know I did. <laughs> Hey guys, you're listening to Drunk and Uncultured. We are a drinking problem pretending to be a podcast. I'm sorry, I'm just start laughing. I don't know why I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I'm having a problem right now. Um, I'm Stephanie. I'm Lindsay. And I'm, I'm, I'm having a problem Stephanie right now. Stephanie has the giggles because it got really awkward <laughs> when we were trying to start. I don't know why I have the giggles so bad. Because it was awkward when we were trying to start this. We were just like, uh, what do we say again? What is this thing that we're doing? I'm not really sure what's going on right now. It's definitely not a podcast. Uh, so this week we are uh, wrapping wrap- up the year. Yeah, wrapping up 2018. Yeah. Uh, drunk and uncultured style. Yeah, awkward and drunk. <laughs> your girl did not eat breakfast before this, so yeah. you had a protein bar. I did have a protein bar. I uh, laid on the couch too long watching Bob's Burgers this morning. It was great. I actually got a lot done today, so. It's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so, we are drinking. Uh, we're drinking Christmas Ale from Great Lakes Brewing. So, Great Lakes is based out of... The Great Lakes area. Well, it's in Ohio somewhere. I want to say Cleveland, but that doesn't sound <laughs> right. Somewhere in Ohio. Where, where's Ben when you need him to... Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, I was right. That's what it says on the bottle. Brewed and bottled by Great Lakes Brewing Company, Cleveland, Cleveland Ohio. Nice. So, yeah, this is a pretty potent Christmas ale. 7.5%. So Yeah, whoops. By the end of this, it's it's going to be a mess. I mean, it's always a mess, but more so this episode. Yeah, then. whoops. Um, <laughs> I like on the side of this bottle, it says, do, do not open till Christmas. Whoever coined that phrase obviously hasn't tasted Christmas ales, fresh honey, cinnamon, and ginger flavors. Great description. I love when beers have, like, a description oh, on... Oh, really funny on it. Not yeah. even, like, funny, but, like, I like when beers describe, like, on the bottle itself or the can or whatever, like, the flavor that's in it. Because like, if you don't know what it is, like, how am I going to know if I like it? I don't right. know if I like these flavors. Right. I mean, I, I know that I like these flavors, <laughs> but in general, I don't know if I'm going to like it. Unless it tells you, yeah. Yeah. That's what the internet's for otherwise. I mean, yeah. Well, to stand in the middle of the grocery store, like, flipping through untapped, like, yep. what does this beer taste like? So, um, Stephanie and I, while getting this beer, decided that we wanted to do something um, that we haven't done yet, technically. Um, all of our guests that come on, we ask them for their name. Um, oh, I forgot we were going to do Their favorite beer. <laughs> Um, I was like, where a, are you going with this? They were a piece of pop culture and like a weird fact about them. Um, I think Stephanie's already forgotten hers. I have too. <laughs> I forgot we discussed this. I was very much like, where are you going with this conversation? <laughs> okay, right. we, can, we can do this. So I'm Lindsay. No As way. previously mentioned. No way. Are you sure? <laughs> You're the worst. Um, my favorite beer is probably Son of Juice by Maplewood. Um, hashtag thanks Maplewood. Hashtag thanks Maplewood. Thanks Tony. Um, Daddy's back. <laughs> <laughs> That's juice pants. I know, but anytime I think of Maplewood, I just, I'm just going to continue to comment on all of their posts. Just Daddy's back. <laughs> They're going to be like, "What the hell is wrong with this girl?" Well, they named Juice Pants Eleven wrong. It should have been Daddy's back. I know. It should have been Daddy's back. Um, 
That What's was the next a one? that was quite a tangent. What's uh, the next one? Um, favorite piece of pop culture? Yes. Um, vines. I do love vines. Oh, I love a good vine. <laughs> vines are my favorite piece of pop cultures, and um, Marvel memes, but specifically P- Tom Holland as Peter Parker memes. <laughs> That's like the ones you find on Instagram that are just like text posts that you can scroll through and that are all over Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, it's all Vine related for Peter Parker. Pretty much. They're all like tied into Vines. Yep. Um, And then a bizarro weird fact about me. Um, I love Krampus. That's not a bizarre or weird fact about you. People don't love Krampus, do they? I mean, it's you, so it's very on-brand, and it's very right. not weird. Um, bizarre, weird fact about me, I have uh, created my brand as being off-brand. That's <laughs> also an awful description. Okay. Your, um, your, I've your broken weird I've... fact is that you're a hand model. <laughs> <laughs> my hands are not actually on any of the published photos, though. But you were a hand... You're a professional Jell-O Play hand model. I know, but they're not actually... It's not professional. They're not published. Oh, I thought that was the name, your name, and your Slack. It is. Well, that's your name in the Slack channel. Um, I guess, weird fact, I have broken every single one of my toes. That is a weird fact. Which, how? Um, I was a pitcher when I was playing softball. You you broke them all during softball? Every single one was during the softball. Yeah, like, I got hit in the foot all the time with line drives back in my feet. Um, Or fractured. Broken or fractured every single one of my toes. I ruined my dance career because I got uh, my foot run over by, like, a four-wheeler. So I broke three toes in the middle of com- competition season. Wow. All right, your turn. <laughs> D- different. Different facts. <laughs> okay, so obviously I'm not Lindsay, so you know who I am. Um, Spoiler, it's Stephanie. <laughs> um, my favorite beer is... I mean, it's a couple because I can't just pick one because I'm the worst. Um, Boogie Shoes... Double IPA from Beguile. Dippa. It is a Dippa. Um, Titan IPA from Great Divide. Uh, Molly Chai Porter from Cage Brewing. And I, what was my... You didn't name one from True. I didn't name one from True. Hold on. Matcha Mochi doesn't fall in there? Uh, not Matcha Mochi. Uh, Mega Machine. Oh, uh, Meg... For- Mega Machine is really actually that's one of my favorites too. Mega, Mega Machine, Machine from Mars by Mars is really good. I forgot about that one. That was good. I remember um, like being super drunk drinking it. We're like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then he went went sober and like it still holds. It's up. still still good. Still, still good. good. It wasn't drunk. It wasn't uh, us being drunk. Okay, uh, my favorite beer uh, from True Brewing is called Cursed, and that's a sour ale. Ooh. I also like Fish Eye from Kensington Brewery. Is that what it was called? The, the sour, sour IPA? Yeah. Yeah, the one that I drank like juice. You literally drank three within 30 minutes and the bartender was like very confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I didn't know that's what it was called. That's also it, one of my favorites. That was Fish Eye, yeah. Yeah. So we didn't just name one beer because why yep. would we do that? We're bizarre monsters. Bizarre weird fact. Or pop culture and bizarre weird fact. Okay. Uh, my favorite piece of pop culture... I was going to say the vine where the guy goes, you are my dad. You are my dad. You're my dad. Boogie, woogie, woogie. So, uh, Lindsay just did that. Um, but. did that off key and tone deaf, so. I mean, yeah. Only Um, time I'll ever sing. I think my favorite piece of pop culture 
is can I go music as pop culture? Are we counting that? You can't just say music like as a broad. No, term. I didn't. Oh, mean yeah. it. I didn't mean music is pop culture. Okay. Um, I think my favorite piece of pop culture is music festivals. So I've been to however many fucking music festivals a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to say music festivals. I also want to talk specifically about the Pizza Underground. So it is Macaulay Culkin's Velvet Underground cover band, but the songs are only about pizza, and they don't actually play instruments. They just stand on stage playing pizza boxes instead of instruments. That's a good one. Um, And then a weird fact about me. I'm just weird in general. So You don't have an extra nipple? I do not have an extra nipple. (laughs) Or you were born with a tooth like Rachel. (laughs) Oh, I remember that. That was an interesting one. You didn't rip your pants four times in high school. <laughs> I love how all you remember about our episodes is our best weird facts. Weird fact about me, it took me until about a month ago to get a record player. It's not a weird fact. That's, I feel like I've been talking about That's not a weird, no. Okay. Uh, it's like me, it's whatever I said first. I, I don't I, even know what you said I don't first. Even um, oh, I just talked about Krampus. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. It um, is on brand for you to not have gotten a record player. That is very on brand because I am behind on the times. Yeah. Even though that's not the being times. behind. You're behind on the hipster times. I am very behind on the hipster times. Um, this year, I will have gone to... Not a weird fact. I know what you're saying. Not a weird fact. That's not a weird... That's, not, that's weird. not that weird. That's just very... That's on brand. It's on brand. Um... I mean, you know this, but I was a competitive dancer for 10 years. I, feel like I mean, that's off-brand, but... That is very <laughs> off-brand. So that's fine. I'll take okay, it. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, I was a competitive dancer for a very long time. I started dancing when I was, like, three, and then I stopped when I went to college. And you would not know I was a dancer, because I have no sense of rhythm when I dance at the bar. <laughs> so, we said earlier that we are wrapping up 2018. So if any of you guys remember our recap of 2017, it was a shit show. That's not, we're not repeating that. We're, well, we're not taking shots this time, so that's probably. We haven't taken a shot in a long, I don't have any tequila or pre-used limes to take a shot. Oh man, I was going to say, if you have tequila, I'll take one. I don't have any tequila. I'll die, but No, we're not taking shots. We're, we're, this is a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Although for our one year anniversary, we should read. We should just get, um, trashed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board for that. Yeah, Not that that's I'm, coming up in like a month. Our one year anniversary. Um, I got a notification on Twitter the other day that uh, you created the account. Yeah, that our Twitter account was one year old, and I was like, "Damn, we were planning this a year ago." At <laughs> we work. were, yeah. You literally just made the Instagram account. You're like, "I just made all the accounts. We don't even have a, anything to do this or make this happen." But I we took over are, all the like, accounts. We weren't even gonna go with this name. We just I mentioned it to you, and you're like, "Fuck, let's just do it. Do it. Do it." We didn't even think about it. This was the first name. Drunken on Culture was the first name that we came up with. Anyways, we'll save the reminiscing for the one-year episode. Or for our special episode. We have a surprise episode for doing next week. Yeah, we do. For our very, very end-of-the-year episode for all of y'all. All right, let's get into it. Yes. Okay. So, let's start with the thing that's going to take the most amount of time. Musica. Why did you call it that? That's how you say it in Spanish. That, you said it weird, though. It felt very off-brand. <laughs> I've told you my entire brand is being off-brand. I've curated my brand as off-brand. Fair. Okay. So, this year I 
decided to torture myself by deciding that I was going to listen to all of the new album releases listed with NPR, on Wikipedia, on NME, on Spotify, and literally any other album that anyone has ever mentioned to me as a new album, I have said I'm going to listen to it. Um, I've been doing it all year, and I've listened to a lot of bad albums. It has been rough. Wow, that's a lot. It's a lot. Um, that sounds like torture. There was a well, lot to an extent. Like there the was a lot ones. of bad albums. Um, yeah, because you listened to the Fall Out Boy album. <laughs> yeah. Woof. Um, so I kind of like broke out this list of music and like albums we're going to talk through into like new discoveries. So like meaning bands I had never heard of before this year. And then I have newer favorites, which are bands I discovered last year. And then I have long-time listens, yep. which are bands that I've listened to for a long time. So I just want to mention that you know how much Stephanie and I love Superorganism? And this whole torture thing that Stephanie has decided to bring on herself by listening to every single album is the reason that she found Superorganism and yeah. then, by proxy, she made me listen to them. Yeah. A lot. Um, you've, you've found a lot of new music through me finding stuff and sending it to you. I mean, that's you. literally my... Yeah. That's everything you that's listen everything. to. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, under my new discoveries list, I, like, wrote down all of the albums that I loved and, like, categorized them because I love lists. Love a good list. Love a good to-do list and spreadsheet. Um, I had 29 albums that were under new discoveries of albums that I loved this year. And that was as of two days December ago. 6th. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't say two days ago. So that was two days ago from the time we were recording this is when I typed this up. So, like so I had 29 at that point. Listening. Um, so I did not write all of them down because you do not need to listen to me discuss every single one. But That's I wrote an episode on its own. That could be its own episode. Um, I just wrote down a couple. So... Um, so the first one on my list, so this is not in like the order of my favorite albums of the year. We'll come to that later. These were just some of the ones that were new discoveries for me. Um, I said Constant Image by this band called Flasher. And I actually got into Flasher this week because I went with our friends, Rachel and Brian. Former Rachel, former Derek's Final Thoughts. Brian. Brian. (laughs) Um, we went to the Flasher concert together at Hideout, and Rachel had literally sent me, like, three songs of theirs. I'm like, hey, this concert's $10. Listen to these three songs and come with us. Um, and that, that was a, beyond the fact that was a great show, I've been listening to that album a lot this week, and that was an incredible album. They're very, I was gonna say very underground, but they're not that underground. Right. Um, they just play small venues, because they're not that big yet, but they've only released two albums, so they're... Pretty tiny still. All right, next band. This is the album. The, oh, so the next one on my list is another... Dis- like, obviously. I was These saying, are all new discoveries, I, so you don't need to say it every I, I know. <laughs> I got that. Um, I put down The Official Body by Shopping. And I've talked about Shopping before on this podcast, and I love this band. And that was a fantastic album that I came upon. And then Super Organism by Super Organism. With the song, Super, Super Organism. Organism. That's my favorite thing about it. Um, Super Organism is... Just, I don't even know how to describe them. I've talked about them with people. We've talked about them on the podcast right. before. They're just like a super weird... They're like an electronic indie band. That that, like, they they do just do quirky stuff. stuff yeah. and I have an entire fun. theory about that album. Um, I won't get into it, but I've talked to you about this. How I think it's like all about a daydream. And like, oh, yeah. No, that's... 
pretty obvious. Yeah. Well, based on how it... All right, rude, whatever. Um, then I also put... Uh, so, Super Organism was on mine and on Lindsay's. Yes. Um, this next one's on both of ours. Too. Yeah, the next one's on both of ours. Um, Forever by Jungle. We got into them because of Aaliyah. Yes. Well, also because they were playing with Super Organism. Yeah, but Aaliyah was like, oh, Jungle's really good. We're yeah. really going to like this. We should definitely like make the effort to go. I mean, yes, Super Organism's the opener, but... So, the next one is I'm All Ears by Let's Eat Grandma, and Lindsay has made fun of this band name all year. I think it's just funny. I mean... They're so adorable in English. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure, but the name is just funny. And then the last one on my list is Grape Tooth by Grape Tooth, and they are a local Chicago band. It's um, one of the guys from Twin Peaks. Got it. And I don't know who the other guy is. Other people. Oh, some other guy. Uh, that was a great album that came out this year, too. Um, so, okay, let's go into newer favorites. So, the first one was a big album this year. It's well, called- explain what newer favorites are for you. So, newer favorites, I said, were bands that I discovered within the last year. So, like, I discovered, I started listening to them in 2017. Got it. Got it. And then they released an album in 2018. Cool. So, that's what got onto this list. Um, so, my first one is Mitski, Be the Cowboy. That yep. was a... Great album. You highlighted that one as well. Yeah, no, Minsky's really good. She is a boss-ass bitch. I love her. Um, I put Wide Awake by Parquet Courts. Um, I have listened to that album so much to the point where my boyfriend wants to kill me. Because he's very tired of listening to it. Uh As a birthday gift, he got me their vinyl. Like, we were at their show this week and he got me their vinyl and I've listened to it so much already he's like alright this was a mistake <laughs> um the next one I have is Iridescence by Brockhampton and you liked this one a lot too yeah I mean I just love Brockhampton yeah um I put down Cocoa Sugar by Young Fathers I put Go to School by the Lemon Twigs and then my last one was A Hundred Acres by S. Carey scary scary uh, yeah, you agreed with that one as well. I did. 100 Acres was a great album. I did. So then, next category, I said longtime listener, and I already established these are like artists that we've listened to for a long time. Yep. Um, my first one is my favorite band of all time. It's Muse. That was a good album. I, I it's very different from like everything else they've done. It is very different. <laughs> it's yeah. more on the electronic it and is. like synth based side. <laughs> so. I read a, I think it was a fake tweet, or it could have been real, because Matt Bellamy's kind of a troll. Um, it was like, it was from what looked like Matt Bellamy's account, and it was like, every time you say, go back to the old muse, I buy a new synthesizer. <laughs> and I was That's, like, honestly, I could see him. I could see, that. he's kind of a yeah. goof, so I could see it. Um, so I didn't say that I agreed with these, but I agree with that one. Yeah. I didn't get through these. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... You're bolding them all right now because, yeah, I'm sure you like them all. <laughs> I um, do. Next one is one of the biggest albums of all year. Yeah, one of my favorites album of all, albums yeah. of all year. Um, it's the Black, the Black Panther, Panther soundtrack. soundtrack. Oh, man, that Kendrick did such a good job on yeah, that album. Yeah, he did. That's, that is, it's such a well-curated album. Yeah, he brought in, like, the best people to work on that album. Yeah. And it's so, it fits so well with the movie. I mean, we've talked about this, but it fits so well with the movie. We're going to say it again. Fits so well with the movie. This album's amazing. Yeah, we basically did an entire episode on this. Just on the Black Panther album. Yeah. yeah. 
Not really, but more Should have been just in the black. We should have done an episode just on this album. I mean, we mentioned it during the soundtrack episode, yeah. but yeah. Um, next one is Always Ascending by Franz Ferdinand. That was a good album. That was a fun album. Seeing them play, like, Always Ascending, um, the paper, do they play Paper Cages? They play Paper yeah. Cages. That was, it was a good time. Like, seeing them live at, what? Park West? Park West, that's what it was called. Was amazing. I uh, saw them three times this year. I had never seen them before. No, I saw they them were one of my times this year. Bands. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just kept wanting to touch everyone. He in the did. Crowd. Yeah, he he putting li- his hand. You could tell that he liked being in like a smaller venue. Yeah, because they've been playing big ben- venues forever. Well, yeah, that was a good album. So um, the next one is Combat Sports by the Vaccines. Um, absolutely one of my favorite albums of the year. Yeah, one of my favorite bands ever. Yeah. Um, agree yeah. to everything that was just that album there. is so good we have like matching not even matching shirts like Stephanie has a shirt with the album cover on it and then I have the shirt that the guy's wearing in the album cover and, like, it's a whole match- thing we match sometimes it's a whole thing <laughs> nobody ever gets it like we do it on purpose we did it on purpose after we saw them because mm-hmm. we thought it was funny and nobody got it until we pointed it out and then people were like oh that's really cool yeah but uh yeah <laughs> uh yeah I cried my first time seeing them because I've never I seen them. I cried the last time you saw them. Also, we were pretty drunk I was last time. Super drunk that time. <laughs> we made the mistake of going to Doghouse and getting beers because they had like a burger deal going yeah. on. It was like Bogo. Yeah, um, that place always gets me with the deals, and then I drink too much. Yeah, no, I was really drunk and I cried during All in White. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you cry during um I cry during No Hope. No like hope. every time they play it, I'm like, this song speaks to every me. time they play it too, you look at me, you just like your eyes start to like shine because you're about to cry. Yeah. So my next one was Marauder by Interpol. Um it was a very fun album. It was I still haven't seen them live. Next year. Next year. Three times. I'm going for three next year. <laughs> I mean, when you, you've never seen the vaccines live. And, and you I saw, saw them three times. times. Same with Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. Like, the first time you see a band, you see them three, three times, times in one year. Uh, Lemon Twigs. I did that with the Lemon Twigs. Um, so, related to the Interpol album, Medium did a list. Uh, it's called What Your Favorite Album of 2018 Says About You. And the very last one on the list is Interpol. It says, You know this list isn't as good as last year's, but you've made peace with that, and you're enjoying the list for what it is. You're still not sure Dave Friedman was the best choice to produce this list. And that's very much in reference to the album, because it's not as good as some of their other albums, but it's a fun album. Yeah. And I'm down for it. Yeah. Um, you should keep that open for the Fall Boy ones. I will. Uh, I, I have it open. Got it. Um, my next one was David Byrne, so his album American Utopia came out this year, and that was a really cool album. His tour that went along with that album was amazing. You saw him twice this year. I did, yeah. yeah. Um, that album was great. He has some weird songs. Oh, it's David Byrne, of course he has some weird yeah. songs. I need to go back to this medium list for this, because this was another good one on this list. Oh, everyone's going to hate me that I just keep going back to this fucking It's list. a funny list. It's a funny list. I, uh, hold on, I should control F. Oh, here we go. You're right in front of it. I Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, all right. So it says, you may ask yourself, hey, aren't these lists just horoscopes but with music? And you may ask yourself, 
Talking Heads have other songs besides Once in a Lifetime. Why is this warmed over parody happening? And you may point out, Burn is still making great music, even though there's that one dumb song about dogs. And my response will be, I ain't got time for that now, as I jog across the stage in clothes that are too big for my body. <laughs> I have never read anything that sums up David Byrne. Also, how do they that? not reference Psycho Killer? Well, they reference Once in a Lifetime. Okay. Once in a Lifetime is better than Psycho Killer. Actually, Burning Down the House is my favorite dog <laughs> song. That's why I sing it at karaoke. I know. <laughs> Alright, let's go. Alright, my next one was um, Darker Days by Peter Bjorn and John. And that, I actually came across that album within the last week or two. Um, that was a fun one. If I don't think you've listened to it yet, I but I highly recommend. I mean, it's... People, when we, I was at their show this week, were complaining that, like, oh, it's not writer's block. Nothing's going to be as good as writer's block. But I so, loved Darker Days. And writer's have, block has one good song on it. I have, like, the, the biggest disagreement when people are like, oh, it's not this old. Like, you, you guys have changed. It, like, as, a, as an artist, you should be evolving. Like, if you keep yeah. putting out the same shit over and over again, that's how, um, I don't know, you turn into Panic at the Disco. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where you're going you, with that. You just can't, like, you can't keep putting out the same shit. Yeah, but I, I, say. I thought this album was really good. It was really fun to listen to. It's still got the same energy behind it that they've had forever. They just sound, I think they almost sound a little bit more rock-based now than they used to. Because like, if you think back to, like, when Young Folks came out, like, that was so, like, poppy-sounding. They're a little bit more of a rock sound going on. But Darker Days is definitely one of my favorite albums that came out this year. Got it. I can get into that. You should listen to it. It's real good. All right. So the next two are mine. Um, the first one is The Wombats. Um, the album Beautiful People Will Ruin Your Life. I forgot that came out this so year. It is so good. It is so good. That album will ruin your life. Um, but I they're, they're very consistent. Like they put out like hit album after hit album. Yeah, that song, hit album. the album is like. I can't believe I can't they're just it. now, like, getting big. Because they've released some high quality have, albums. I can their fourth to, album. Yeah. yeah? That's, I can listen ugh, to that album, every single like, album. To back. So um, yeah, no, that's a really good. Their album. level of consistency just blows me away. Yeah, I agree. Love the Wombats. It's a solid album, from start to finish. Um, and then I have "When I Think of You in a Castle" by Post Animal. That was a good album. That too. was that. That's also a very strong. That's album. my favorite album they've done. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I get that. It has Ralphie. So <laughs> it has Ralphie. That's has all Ralphie. that matters. Um, no, I mean, even outside of Ralphie, there are a ton of really good songs. Yeah, on there's there. some really like, good Delta songs. Delta Mode is really good. I like a special moment mm-hmm. and heartful heart made of metal. Yeah, that's a good, good one. one. Um, but yeah, post animal and the wombats for me, and top of like four of the other ones she mentioned. Okay, so now we're gonna get into complaining mode. So Stephanie has a list, and I just want to say it says bad albums, but I read it and it says best, or it doesn't say best. I thought it said best because I have dyslexia. And I saw Fall Out Boy on here, and I was very confused. I was like, "This album was bad. Why are you calling it best?" And then I reread it. Yeah. So, uh, the first one on my list of bad albums this year was the Jack White album. Yeah. Rich Man Crazy. Yeah. It literally, ugh, I've complained about this in the, on the episode before, but that album, like, I don't even know what he was going for. It makes no sense. It does not flow. It is a mess. And you know what? Jack White's got a fuck ton of money, so let him do what he wants. Yeah. 
That album made zero, zero like lists of like it's best bad. albums that of the year. Because like um, Lazaretto was a chart topper, like no. when he released that album. Right. And but same with Blunderbuss. But well, Boarding House Reach is just not good. All right, next one is Mania by Fall Out Boy. Oh, that album's bad. That album is so bad. It's not even like what, a Fall Out Boy album. I don't understand. I don't know. It's like an electronic. I don't. It's like them trying to do EDM. It's, yeah, I, and this is the thing I noticed about Fall Out Boy is that like after from not after Infinity on High or like whatever. I was gonna say after Folia Do. Yeah, after Folia Do, they just kind of tried to do whatever was popular in the moment. Well, Folia Do was when they like split. They got back together yeah. and did Save Rock and Roll. Yes, and there's a ton of rap on that album, and it's kind of weird. They also have Elton John on that album. Yeah, which is they very... have Courtney Love on that album. Yeah, and Watch <laughs> Soaked in Bleach. Um, um, yeah, bad album. They should feel bad. The next one. I don't know how anybody on their label was like, yes, let's do this. This is a good idea. Yeah. How did anybody think that was a good idea? That's, a, that's something I wonder, though. Like, how do people listen to this like, as you're recording or like as you're about to release it or they're mixing and they're like, this is good. Let's do this. Yeah. No. All right. My next bad album. Oh, I don't know what I just did. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Uh, my next bad album is Pray for the Wicked by Panic at the Disco. So, Death of a Bachelor was really good and yeah. really well done. Pray for the Wicked felt like it was rushed, and it just is not to the caliber that I expect from Brendan Urie anymore, because he's, like, he outdid Urie, himself. Yeah, so, Death of a Bachelor, Brendan Urie really um, focuses on his vocals. Yeah. And, like, you can tell he's a good-ass singer. He's an incredible singer. But, I agree with you, like... His songwriting was not as strong on this one, and I just didn't get the same... Like, I felt like Death of a Bachelor and even, um, fuck, hold on, uh, even on Too Weird to Live, Too Rare to Die, like, I just didn't feel like the same heart was behind his yeah. songs on Pray for the Wicked. Like I said, it felt super rushed. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I don't know. I, uh, I want to like, I like... Panic I love Panic at the Disco. I think I his, Brendan's like, voice is amazing, and I want to continue to support him, but if he continues to put albums out, like Pray for the Wicked, I cannot do that. I agree. No, I agree with that. Um, Justin Timberlake, Man, Man of, of the, the Woods. Woods. Oh, that album was bad. That album cover is, like, out of Brokeback Mountain. I mean, I've said that before. That was one of our, like, bad, um, when we did the, we did our ha- Music oh, So Far. Yeah, Music So Far. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was bad, and it's still bad. Um, my next one is Little Dark Age. Is that the name of the album? Mm-hmm. By... Little Ed- Dark Ages? I think it's Little Dark Age. Come on. Little Dark Age. Okay. By MGMT. And this is actually kind of like an unpopular opinion, because I feel like a lot of people really liked this album this year, and I thought it was bad. I did not enjoy it, and I was unhappy listening to it. So, I agree and disagree with you. I like that they are moving to more words, like Synthwave. I love Synthwave. I love Synthwave, and I like that. I just think it's bad Synthwave. Yeah. I like their their new sound. I just think they did a bad job at Yeah. I didn't think this album came... I, I think they tried to, like bite off more than they could chew with this album because they tried to move so drastically in a right. direction which they I'm on board for that towards, yeah, I and that. they just went too far and it didn't pan out the way they wanted no, it to I get but that. that actually so on our indie heads right now that album is still fighting it's still on the list for best album so of the year so I don't think overall like 
that's the least bad album on this list. Yeah, agreed. Um, I don't think it's bad. I just think it's a bad synthwave album. Yeah. And, like, I... I like synthwave a lot, so... Yeah. I say that as someone that really likes synthwave, but... I get what they're trying to do. I just don't think that they succeeded. Yeah, agreed. Um, the next one, I think we have lots of words about... Ugh. Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. I hate Post Malone so much. So I'm he, so... He's a SoundCloud rapper, isn't he? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I'm so done with SoundCloud rappers. Um, so the thing that's really hard about Post Malone is he's a really good person, but his oh, music is bad. I agree. So It I, is bad, bad, He bad. is a good person, absolutely. He does a lot of great things. His music is so bad. And I don't get... I don't get, like... I don't understand why he's so I don't famous. Get, I don't get that either. And I don't understand his crowd. Like, I don't get his, like, fan base. I don't get any of it. Like, Post Malone, I just don't get you. I, I don't, don't get I do you. I do not get it. Your album I did not enjoy. Yeah. yeah. This is, like, a, like, Generation Z thing that I just don't understand. Generation Z? Like, my brother likes Post Malone. And well, he's your brother's almost ro- 40. Your brother should feel bad. I know. Every time he mentions it, I'm like, that's bad. That's bad. You, you feel, feel bad. bad. Okay, so the last one is, um, Lindsay would not have heard. Yeah, I do not know. That's how you know that. I was going to say it. So this has been all over Reddit as a thing, um, as people, like, hating this album, even though it made the list of uh, the album of the year competition. So the album is called This Is My Dinner. It's by an artist called Sun Kill Moon. It is this... He makes some really cool experimental albums. Like, he's a very much like an experimental artist, so it's really fun to listen to him. This album was some weird spoken word shit, and, like, none of it makes... It's, like, rich man crazy kind of shit. <laughs> like, that's what it was, and it was bad. And I loved being a part of the Reddit discussion about how bad it was. So, our next short category, um, I titled Disappointing... And essentially, um, the way I classified this is artists that are normally very consistent and have put out very good work in their previous albums. And this one just did not live up to what they were doing. It was fine. Not even that it was like a bad album or just like it wasn't up to par, but like these were albums that could be classified as bad, but because they have put up so, these artists in particular have put up such good work in the past. Um, we labeled them as disappointing. They weren't as bad as like, I mean, like obviously Jack no White. Boy bad. No Fallout Boy bad. No Panic of the Disco bad. No Jack oh, White bad. You forgot to read the Panic of the Disco and the Medium thing. So before we get get into the disappointing, oh, I do gotta read this. She has to. Somebody has to read this because it's hilarious. Okay, Panic of the Disco. Pray for the wicked. This is if it's your favorite band. This is wow. Yeah, so this is the Medium article that I was referencing earlier. What's your favorite album of 2018? Says about you. And it says, Panic of the Disco. It's right beneath David Byrne, by the way, so I didn't have to look for it. Nice. Panic of the Disco, Pray for the Wicked. Emo ain't a scene. It's a goddamn lifestyle. That's not wrong. And It's not a phase, Mom. It's my life. That's a good callback. Um, <laughs> the next one is, oh my god, I forgot about this. Follow Boy Mania. Haven't you people heard of closing the goddamn door on your emo face? It's not a phase, Mom. It's a lifestyle. But also, it's a callback to Panic of the Disco, because yeah, no. Panic of the Disco is better than Fall Out Boy. That, I, so I read that list in that article, and I thought that was hilarious, and almost wished the albums were good, but they're not. 
They're not. That article is better that or the, that description is better, better than, than both albums. albums. Yeah, yeah. So my first album on the disappointing list was Egypt Station by Paul McCartney. Yeah, it wasn't great. I love Paul McCartney. He puts out some amazing work. He's done so much over his career, and this album was even his like solo work has been fantastic. Yeah. It's really just this album was not there. I get that. Um, the next one on my list was The Carters. I hated that. I expected so much more from Beyonce. I know you I don't agree. like Beyonce. Well, I know I like her music. It's not that I don't like Beyonce. It's just that I don't get the hype and like the craziness about it. Um, because I'm Team Rihanna. Not that I, I thought Everything Is Love was mediocre. I didn't like it that much. I, I expected, yeah, I agree with you. I expected more from both of them. So, my next one is... Let's Go Sunshine by the Kooks. And this came out, like, pretty early in the year. Well, I guess May. It's not that early. Um, second quarter. Yeah, second quarter. Um, it just wasn't there for me. I love the Kooks. They have I put out some consistently fantastic albums. Like, their last album, Listen, that came out in 2014, was fantastic. a long time ago, but yeah. I agree with that. I just thought this album was not to their standards. Agreed. I mean, I'm still going to go see them in May, but... Or no... Fuck, they're playing in February. I gotta get that ticket. <laughs> I really want to see the Kooks. I've never seen the Kooks. And I've been listening to them forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that album was kind of disappointing. Um, my next one was Love is Dead by Churches. So, I think Lauren Mayberry is the cutest. Uh, I just thought this album yeah, wasn't this album that great. Was okay. It was just fine. It's just not... It was disappointing listening to it because I, I've i loved Churches. Yeah, no, I love Churches. I Their agree. first two albums were great. They put out some killer music. I agree. And they do... So, like, I, was, I will say, seeing this album live... Is way better than listening to well, it. Well, because she's adorable and like just, they're way. They she's have a tiny, lot of, but she like has big dick energy. Like she embodies big dick energy. That that band has a great energy on stage, yeah. and I I think seeing this album live made me. It was this was going to be on my bad list, but after seeing it live, I was like, it's just disappointing. It's not like bad, right. bad. Um, my next one is. Trench by 21 Pilots. Honestly, I'm over 21 Pilots. I'm also over 21 I'm Pilots. Over I was, I was like, in to 21 Pilots. Like, when they first made it, so I heard them for the first time on college radio at Michigan State. And yep. I was all, I saw them five times in one Ooh. year. Like, I, I actually have never seen them and I don't plan all on it. about 21 Pilots. I'm, yeah, I'm, I have never seen them. I don't plan on it at this point. I liked that. What one. was the name of their last album? That's the one that, like, pushed me off. When Blurry Face came out, that's when they lost me. So, one of my favorite <laughs> albums of all time, still, and I don't even care about this band anymore, is Vessel. Vessel came out in 2013. I didn't mind Blurry Face. I hated Blurry Face. I didn't, I mean, I didn't love it. So I saw 21, I started listening to 21 Pilots when their self-titled came out. Right. And they were playing on college radio and then Vessel came out when I was a (sighs) sophomore in college and we used to play, used to play in college radio. No, I like Blurry Face because they have a good, like a good amount of songs on there. I like, like Heavy Dirty Soul, that was a good song, so it was stressed out. Oh, I hate Stressed Out so much. I, I hated that Blurry song, Face. I mean, I, that song resonates with me. But I don't mind um, Blurry Face. I just do not like the Vessel. 
Vessel was their big no, no, one. No, it was the new one. Was trench. Trench. Um, I just, I'm just, I mean, I'm to me, any album that they come out with now, unless it goes back to the style that they did with Vessel, I'm going to find it disappointing because 21 Pilots was such like a huge part of my life for the three years I listened <laughs> to them. I don't know. I just think I'm but, over the hype, honestly. I mean, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm over the hype behind them. Yeah. They're going to play Lollapalooza. I'll probably go see them. Are they? I think so. They're playing Ugh. the international ones. Ugh. My last one on the disappointing list is Post Apocalypto by Tenacious D. I have to have listen to it. So Tenacious D wrote this, I guess, for a web series, but it's literally not like an album you can listen to. Like you cannot listen to this. It's miserable to listen to because it's essentially just like clips from this YouTube series rather than like an album. Got it. So it was just miserable listening to it. And I've seen Tenacious D live. They yeah. play some great music live, but just like, I don't know, seeing that was listening. I'm sorry. Listening to that was just bad. It was not fun. It made me very sad. All right, so let's wrap up this album chat by saying our top five albums of the year. Plus one. Top five plus one. Just top six. five plus one. Well, the plus one was in case you and I had overlap. We Clearly do have overlap. we have a lot of overlap. So, yeah. Are um, yours in order? Yes. Okay, so a rhyme. Um, I'll just read my top five plus one for funsies. Right. So uh, number one, or I'll go number six to one. Okay. Number six is Darker Days by Peter, Bjorn, and John. Number five is Twin Fantasy by Car Seat Headrest. Number four is Combat Sports by The Vaccines. Number three is Forever by Jungle. Number two is Super Organism by Super Organism. And number one is Wide Awake by Parquet Courts. Okay, so my number six is Forever by Jungle. Number five is Post by Jeff Rosenstock. That album held up. We talked about that on our first episode. Yeah. That album came out January 1st. Mm-hmm. That it still holds up. It's very good. Um, number four is When I Think of You in a Castle by Post Animal. Number three is Beautiful People Will Ruin Your Life by The Wombats. Number two is Combat Sports by The Vaccines. And my number one album is Superorganism by Superorganism. Because that album is so fucking good. It's so good. It's so good. Um, also, if you follow our Instagram, you'll know that Stephanie and I have the number, the same number one listen to band for the year. So I put this later in the discussion. Let's talk about it now. Um, read your Spotify wrapped for the listeners. Oh, I gotta look it up again. Mine's on my Instagram, so I can put it I didn't post quickly. it. You should have. No, because it's kind of embarrassing. I mean, that's fair. I love this whole Spotify rap thing. I do too. I think it's so much fun because like so artists can post who, how, how many, many listens yep. and like we can like judge all of our friends for their right. taste in music. So here's the thing. And I, the reason I kind of don't like this is that I don't have unlimited data so I can't just like stream music all the time. Yeah. So I download a bunch of stuff or I download playlists and I listen to those over and over again. Like I listen to our podcast playlist all the time because um, Stephanie curates an amazing playlist every that I do. episode. Or if I forget. Or if she forgets. Um, and then I make my own playlists. And I download albums I listen to those. So, like, mine's kind of skewed. But it also makes sense. Like, those are... I, I wouldn't download albums I didn't like, and I do listen to them a lot. Yeah. So, since yours are still loading, um, I guess I'll read mine. Um, so, I listened to 39,863 minutes of music. 
my I'll go top songs first because this is entertaining to me. Um, I my, think it's entertaining as well. My <laughs> top songs are number one, Super Organism by Super Organism off the album Super Organism. My number two is The Hype by Shopping. Number three is Everybody Wants to Be Famous by Super, by Super Organism. Organism. Number four is Something for Your Mind by Super Organism. Organism. And then number five was This is America by Childish Gambino. Yep. And then my top artists, I'm going to go five to one. So number five was the Arctic Monkeys. Number four was Interpol. Number three was Gorillas. Number two was Super Organism. Number one was the vaccines. Okay. Um, I found it really interesting. So I'm how many hours did you listen to the vaccines? Thirteen. Okay, you oh. listened to them more than I did. So yeah, I no, was I was, was like talking insane. about this last night with Trevor and Carolina because um, we were all looking at our lists yeah. together. Um, I listen to so much different music, and so much right. of my year has been spent listening to these new, torturing myself with these new albums. Um, that I only spent 13 hours out of almost 40,000 minutes. I only spent 13 hours listening well, so to vaccines. The, the reason I listen to the vaccines so much is because I created a vaccines playlist that's just them based on their set lists. Yeah. And I listen to, and I love the vaccines, so I listen to that a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I just pulled mine up. So what did you start with? Songs? Number of minutes. As you're pulling this up, um... So, I listened to almost 40,000 minutes. Um, our friend Brian listened to, like, 55,000 minutes. Right. And him and I have decided that next year we are trying to listen to 100,000 minutes. I'm in that. I want to do that. You want to do it? Because I listened to 40,000 minutes, and I yeah. only, I, I've only had Spotify Premium for, like, six months. So I used to use Google Music before. Here's what we're going to do, and this is going to be really fun, and I'm sure it'll come up on the podcast again. Um... We're trying to listen to 100,000 minutes of music, and whoever in the group that we can agree to be a part of this, whoever has the least amount of minutes, has to buy the winner a 30 rack of hams. Hey! I was like, I'll take a $12 bet. I'm down for that. That's my kind of bet. I can afford that. that. Okay, so I listened to 39,062 minutes this year. Oh, I just beat you by 800 minutes. That's not that many minutes. That's not... Um, so my top songs were, I went one to, okay, for, you went down? I went down on songs up on artists. So Turn by the Wombats. That's your number one song? Apparently. (laughs) I did listen to that song a lot. When that album came out, yeah. Uh, Sit Next to Me by Foster the People. Doing It for the Money by Foster the People. Also because it's on a playlist and I would would start at that song. I do love Sit Next to Me. Sit Next to Me is one of my favorite songs that came out. I mean, that came out last year, so that's hard to be like, oh, it's my favorite song of this year. And I was like, wait, no, that did not come out this year. Then Boogie by Brockhampton. Yes, that song's so good. That song is so good. And then 3005 by Childish Gambino. Um, really? That's the Childish that. Gambino that song in yours? That song is so good. I can wrap the I entire thing. I love how thing. we both have Childish Gambino on I can wrap the entire thing. Yo, so like, I have a play. I have an indie playlist. That I just started adding songs that I like too. It's not really indie right. Anymore. I I remember. I've listened to it. Right. You listen to the indie playlist. It's not really indie it's anymore. It's not. When you, when you used to drive me home from work, oh, yeah. we would listen to. So it. I used to start at Foster the People, and then I started starting at Childish Gambino because that's where like the rap started entering. So like, there was okay. a lot of Childish Gambino. There was a lot of uh, Run the Jewels, Run the Jewels, and Tyler Tyler the Creator. That's where I used to start. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's why three thousand five got on there. Um, but also, that's a good song. Um, top artist going up from the bottom, and I 
You're gonna be so bad, but I'm gonna laugh at you so, so hard. This album is so good. So it's Paramore, after, like, and it's because of it was listening to After Laughter like crazy. That's all. That I album is Paramore. so good. I know you do, but that album is very good. And then the main. Um, I I'm always gonna love the main. I have a tattoo from like my. Oh, is that is that a main? Yeah, Daisy, and then it says all for you. I the line is all for you, my Daisy. I think you've told me this before, and I've just like ignored it because I don't give a shit about the main. Also, sometimes just like how you don't listen when other people are talking, I don't don't listen listen at all when other people are talking. I just listen to for when they stop, so I can start talking. We know this; it's very obvious. It's very yeah. Um, And then the wombats, of course. Uh, Lights. Her album Skin and Earth was incredible. When did it come out? Last year, so I couldn't oh, talk about okay. it. Oh, okay. Um, but I've been listening to Skin and Earth a lot. And then the vaccines, of course. I How many hours? 61 hours of the vaccine. No, you didn't! Holy shit! Also, I listen, I, I would put... We just got, I just got into the red. I know, I put playlists on to go to sleep, so I would put that oh. on. And then there was a point where it was on repeat, so like it would play all night. And that's part of the reason. Jesus. Or no, it's not a repeat. I would like wake up and then play it again and then fall asleep. So that's part of it. So like I would go to bed. I cannot. 61 hours. That's like three days. But you know, I find that really funny because I only listened. My top artist, I spent 13 hours with. Right. Your top artist, you spent 61 hours. My top 100 playlist is actually basically my indie playlist. Oh, okay. So, like, I listen to my indie playlist so much that it's basically. Did you know Run the Jewels is not on my top 100 playlist at all? And I run to Run the Jewels. I run. Interesting. All summer, I was running two or three times a week, and then I ran all winter and then on the treadmill. That is interesting all right let, let's move on because we are running long yeah we're running real long it's gonna be a long episode or we might have to cut it into two we'll see how this goes we're not gonna cut this into two let's not do that it's gonna be a long episode you're gonna have to listen to it sorry not sorry okay so let's move through this real quick okay uh favorite festival you went to this year riot fest or mopop i was gonna say riot fest or voodoo so mopop because of vince Oh my god, that um, also because we were fucked the fuck up at Mopop. <laughs> we were very fucked up. That entire weekend was fun though because I yeah. liked going to Detroit. Um, but Riot Fest always. Riot Fest is usually my favorite festival Riot in the Chicago Fest is area. Um, I said Voodoo in New Orleans. Yep, I get that. Very um, brand. Yeah, that festival was so much fun. Um, mostly because we were it was really easy to like get in and out to get yep. drinks and so Steve would be like beer 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 and I'm like who are you you never drink this much um, um and then I said riot fest I only got to go to two days of the three and the day I missed is the day that would have been my favorite yeah. I'm sure it well, was I say riot fest because that that was the first time I saw Run the jewels and Weezer you've never seen Weezer before then no oh I saw man. Weezer cover bands um but no Run you the should jewels- see my name is Jonas or no I'm sorry our name is Jonas. My Run the Jewels was on my uh, bucket list, and so was Weezer. Um, you saw two of my favorite artists of all time without me. I know. Interpol was really good, so was Beck. But let's move on. Favorite shows. Um, I'm not going to read through all of these. I'm just going to no, read through. No, you should through. read through all of these. You, they don't need to take a long time. Okay, so quick background. I have seen... I don't have the final count yet because I have a couple more shows this year. Um... 65 days of music. So that means... So a festival counts as one day. Um, or like a day of a festival Each day, day of the festival counts as one. Each concert counts as one. Right. And then I have a list of every single artist I have seen. 
and then I count who I've seen twice, who I've seen three That's times, whatever. Way more than I would do. Um, and I probably will have. So I, I'm around 65 show days of music this year, and yeah, fifth of the year. Yeah, I go to. Well, like, I mean, I, t- on average, I'm at more than one show a week. Right. No, I'm I'm probably at like 30 to 40 because of you. Yeah. Um, and then I, I yes. will have seen. Probably like a hun- over 150 different artists. That's awesome. I've seen a lot of duplicates, but yeah. normally I'm... I, and th- this is based on last year's numbers, and I've seen more shows this year than last year. Last year I saw 165 unique artists, so this year I'm probably around 170. Got it. Um, so I've got, I go to a lot of shows. So I'm just going to run through my list. Very long-winded answer for I go to a lot of shows. So, okay, I'm just going to run through my list real quick. Um... The Vaccines at Shuba's, Japan Droids at Pitchfork, David Byrne at the Fox back in Detroit, Mumford and Sons at Voodoo, The Frights at the Masquerade in Atlanta, Cut Copy at the Riviera, Matt and Kim at the Riviera, Peter Bjorn and John at Lincoln Hall, Vince Staples at Mopop, Everything Everything at Taste of Randolph, and then I have the Yeah Yeah Yeahs at the Aragon. All right, so I have the vaccines at Shuba's, uh, Vince Stables at Mopop, the pumpkins, or the Smashing Pumpkins, I shouldn't keep calling them the pumpkins, but at Aragon. And then, yeah, I think that one beats out the one that we saw at the United. Um, Super Organism Unplugged at the Toyota Tent during Lollapalooza. That one was fun. Um, Post Animal at Big North. That was fun. Um, and then Weezer at Rye Fest specifically because of the Africa cover. And then Matt and Kim at... Um, Right fest. right fest. That was a lot of fun because I have never done a, circ- a wall of death. Yeah, we did a wall of death. I forgot about that. I also and we have- saw Kim's tits. <laughs> she did flash her tits. Um, I also didn't put on here because I made this list before this week. Well, Peter Bjorn and John is here, so I must have updated this at some point. Um, I also wanted to say um, parquet courts at the Vic. And then, so when you listen to this episode, we will have gone but at the time we are recording, I can probably tell you right now, this will be my favorite show of the year. Tomorrow night, we are seeing Jungle and Muse. Yeah. So I'm my excited. favorite band of all time and one of my favorite bands that I discovered this year. Yep. So. I, I thought that we were doing that tomorrow. I don't know how That's I tomorrow. I can know, you believe? I don't know how I forgot. Can you believe? Can you believe? It's tomorrow. It's literally tomorrow. I'm so excited. Yeah. I agree. Um, couple general. Actually, also, I didn't say this, but good Charlotte at Aragon. That was a good. You went to Riviera. Show. I was at, I, I, good Charlotte at Riviera because that was a good fucking show. You yeah. weren't at the Aragon because I was at the Aragon seeing Naked Ray Gun, The Smoking Popes, and Jawbreaker. Yep. A very different concert. And then we walked around the corner and Ubered home Ubered together. together. <laughs> the one time we were at different shows, been the exact same area. <laughs> that was wild. And then Double Door. So this is news. They are reopening Double Door. I heard. I heard that it's going to be yep. up by the Wilson Brown Line stop, yes. which is right by the yeah, Riviera on the Aragon. I didn't know that because Double um, Door used to be right over here. Yeah, right no, by you. I knew that. Um, one of our Uber drivers was talking about that. But yeah, no, Good Charlotte was an incredible show. Like Knucklepuck was amazing. Um, well, that's how I found Knucklepuck. Uh, Sleeping with Sirens. Oh, that's right. Uh, who I do not care for. And then the Good Charlotte show was amazing. Um, so a couple of general music notes, like opinions we wanted to give. Um, I am done with bedroom pop. I don't think I ever really liked bedroom pop. So there's some artists that I like 
But I think because this year was like, if last year was like a huge year for hip hop, this year was a year for like fucking bedroom pop. I don't like bedroom pop. I have listened to so much goddamn bedroom pop and it all sounds the same and I'm done. That's because it's bedroom pop. Of course it all sounds the same. I'm done with it. We explained bedroom pop at some point. So bedroom pop is just like... It's like, very soft indie rock. To the like point. the girl is like whispering essentially. Yeah, yeah. Or even guys are doing it too, but it's like a style where it's just like a very, very soft indie. Yeah, I don't like it. And it has been like the thing this year, and I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm ready for something that's not that. No, I agree. Um, we agree on this one too. Yeah. Fuck SoundCloud rap. I'm done. I'm with done the SoundCloud, with SoundCloud rappers. Rap. Get Lil Xan out of here. Get Post Malone out of here. Get Travis Scott out of here. Is Get Travis Scott? He started on SoundCloud, yeah. Wow. Get. You know what? So six, here. Whatever. Uh, fuck. I don't know. She's 6'9. Yeah. Who's in jail? Who is in prison right now? Yeah. Um, no, they all suck. Stop. Stop listening to SoundCloud rappers. So stop, here. Stop no. Stop. Don't stop listening to SoundCloud rappers, but the style that we call SoundCloud rap is like. It's like mumble rap. I don't understand how they are popular. So. Yes, but yes. There are other rappers on right. SoundCloud that are very good. We, we'll we're on SoundCloud. <laughs> but we're not SoundCloud rap. No, we are, we are absolutely not SoundCloud rap. Um, the way we <laughs> define... I have to specify this, though, because the way we define SoundCloud rap yeah. is it's essentially like mumble rap. No, and I hate it. It's I bad. hate it. It's bad. All right, let's go on. Um, so these are just like... In general, like, this year was a huge year for women musicians. Agreed. There were some incredible, 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 incredible female artists Agreed. that had their year. Like, Ariana Grande. This was her year. I don't even like her music. I don't either, and I, 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 I agree with that. Her, like, I loved her album. Her voice is she has a gold, She has a great voice. And, I agree with that. Um, the other thing I wanted to call out is I think one of the biggest, uh, on pretty much on every album, like best album of the year list, Cardi B made it. I, I also Cardi don't B. like Cardi B. Oh, I love Cardi B. She's like absolute trash to me. So she's very much, like, she's probably one of the few, like, more, like, trap. I'm saying this in air quotes because this is not the definition of right. her music. But she fits into that genre a little bit of, like, the trap rap. Uh-huh. So she's very much, like, a trap artist. Or she was at first. I think Invasion of Privacy, her album that came out this year, was a little more in, like, the pop spectrum. But, like, she had some hits. You cannot deny that. She had a year. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, and I'm also going to say... Queen by Nicki Minaj. Uh, I also the, so this was not her best album. No, but I also support her because she's from the same island that my family's from. That's true, and I think that she's like one of she's she has like d- paved the way. And she I, really I don't want to no. say that, but like I, I hate saying that, but she has done so much for women in rap. I will say it specifically in the last couple of years, it's really just been Nicki Minaj, right? And so Cardi B is out there, like it's Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, and I'm. So, I, they're claimed as, like, nemesis. I think nemeses. they're actually friends. I think they're actually friends. But, no, I agree with that. Like, I, I don't like pitting women against each other, and I like I like Cardi B to an extent. I like Nicki Minaj to an extent. I both think they're... They're just not for you. They're That's not fine. for me. But I also support them because I like that they are doing so much for women in that genre. And I will also say in that... It's not a hip-hop album, but, like, an almost 
it's not quite an R&B album either. Uh, Janelle Monet. Yes. Her album was voted like one of the top albums of the year. Yeah. Dirty Computer was also amazing. Yep. So like women musicians are like having a year. Agree. Um, big, big music moments. We haven't even done with music yet. We've been doing this for over an hour. Um, all right. I think our favorite music moment of the year was Weezer covering Toto. Yeah. On multiple occasions. And Africa. Oh my God. My favorite moment of the year, honestly, is seeing, or seeing Weezer with you. I literally, so... It was a huge crowd at Riot Fest. I had to go pee. I had to fight my way out of the crowd. I was like, I'm just going to wait for her out here. And then I remember that they're going to play Africa. I was like, no. I had to fight my way back in. On the way out and the way back in, this one guy was like, good luck. And then he was shocked when I was coming back in. And I found I found Steph and we sang Africa together. We did sing Africa together. It was amazing. It was amazing. They also, we also sang Take On Me together. <laughs> we did sing Take On Me together when he ran across. Um, <coughs> so I do want to say... Weezer of- covers... Yes. It's not a music news moment, but one of my favorite musical moments of this year was when we went to Universal. <laughs> they kept playing Rosanna. We kept walking through the San Francisco district at Universal Studios. On the like, way to the Harry. Between, the going Diagon between Diagon Alley and, and the, the Mummy. mummy. <laughs> yeah. And... Every single time we walked by, they were playing the same segment of Roseanne. Yeah, and we would walk, we would start walking by and we'd hear it and then all, me, you, and Joe would start like dancing to Roseanne. <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments of the year as well. We should talk about that next episode. Agreed. Uh, another fun music moment that brought one of our longtime favorite bands, Smash Mouth, back into the present day. Yep. Um, car Seat Headrest... And Smash Mouth did a like, uh, like team up and collaboration. It wasn't a collaboration because they covered each other's oh, yes. songs. Yes. So <laughs> it started because in 2016, Smash Mouth tweeted that "Drunk Drivers, Killer Whales" by Car Seat Headrest was the best song of 2016, like hands down. Great song, but they decided to cover each other's music and so smash mouth covered something soon by car seat headrest and then car seat headrest covered fallen horses by smash mouth and i thought that was a fun thing that happened this year quick question for you do you think music festivals are dying um i think big 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 like huge music festivals are dying i think because, like, this year, I Lollapalooza think, didn't sell out right away. Bonnaroo's on the downswing. Right. So I think the big, like, the big four, I guess. What's, what are the Coachella, um, South by Southwest. Oh, I wouldn't have counted South uh, by. Not South the, Austin four. City Limits. Um, Coachella, Austin City Limits, Bonnaroo, and Lala. I would say are the big four. Those are the huge ones in the in America. I would have said as big for um, Govball. Oh, I forgot about Govball. Lollapalooza, Coachella, and Bonnaroo. I would say five. I would count Austin City Limits. Austin City Limits is big. So I'd say five. See, ACL had one of their biggest years. Like, yeah, so I will, some... I'm, not, I'm not lumping them into this. Oh, got, saying, it, like, got it. With the big five, I feel like with Austin City Limits as not included in this, but like those four of those five are have lower attendances. They are, they're sharing a lot of the same artists, yeah. so it's almost not even worth it to go anymore. So I do think, I think that the big music festivals, like huge ones, big name music festivals are dying, 
in favor of smaller indie festivals. Yeah, and when I say more indie, curated and like right. more specific, where like Pitchfork. Well, I didn't think Pitchfork Festival was going to happen this year because last in 2017, this attendance was down so right. significantly that like they thought they were going to well, like, cancel it. I'm saying specifically like in favor of like noise pop. And like things like Riot Fest, where they're more like so. I think the big festival Riot Fest is struggling right now. I, that's that's a, that's topic. a unique that's a unique set of circumstances yeah. that happened this year. But that festival in general was fantastic. I agree. So I think that the issue with the big big festivals is that they try There's so hard to bring everybody in, and they're not curated specifically for a music type. I would much rather go to a festival that is curated to work to what I like. I'd rather go to an indie festival or a pop punk festival or like just. Yeah. alternative festivals rather than go to Lollapalooza with like a hundred thousand other people and be fighting and like not fighting but like uncomfortable too many people I'd rather go to a smaller one that's all specifically towards one genre of music that I love and I like 90% of the artists versus having 500 artists that you like 20% of so I'm in a I agree with you on that but I love Lollapalooza so that's because a thing. they get so many different artists and they actually, <coughs> they actually bring in a lot of like new up and coming talent. Right. But the issue with these festivals, I mean, we're kind of in an oversaturated music festival yeah. market in general. There's a ton. And knowing that so many of them share similar lineups, if not almost identical right. lineups, I think that's really hurting the festival. And that so hurt Lollapalooza I agree this with year you a lot. Hundred percent on that. So I like Lollapalooza, and I think it's more of like I've. I love Lollapalooza because I live here. It's I was so gonna easy say, to go to. I think to. so much of us enjoying Lollapalooza is that we live here. We live here. It's easy to go to. I, I mean, you've been going for years. I've gone to two so far. Yeah. It's, it's a fun time. And I also like that, like, we find bands because of them, um, for one. Two, I, I do like the fact that I can go see, like, Post Animal and then go see Brockhampton on the same stage. Yeah. I do like that. But I also think for like almost five hundred, four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, it gets like three sixty. So almost for almost four hundred dollars, I'd rather spend half as much and go to two different festivals. Because I hear that. there's a point where like Lollapalooza had maybe like two special headliners, like um, Vampire Weekend was one of them. Yep. Uh, I think that might have been the only one. Bruno actually. Mars Bruno was the Mars. other unique one. So those. Well, are the Bruno only- Mars did. Um- Bottle Fork, but Bottle Fork is its own, like, special Right, event. so, like, those two were the only unique headliners that they had, and I think for, like, $400, you could split that and go to two different festivals and see more bands. Yeah. Like, you I could go that. to Shaky Knees and something else smaller, and that's the thing about indie festivals, because, like, we saw a lot of the same artists at Mopop, and we paid $100 to do that. Yeah. So, like... I hear that. I think that that's the difficult part, because, like, if we had gone both days in Mopop, it would have been $120, $130. Yeah. And we would have seen Portugal the Man. We would Saint have seen Vincent. Saint Vincent. The like, other headliner was the National. Yeah, like, who was also a headliner at Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza. and they were a headliner right. at Shake and Ease. So I think that's that's the issue with like these big name festivals is that they're no longer getting unique artists. Yeah, and it's not really worth the huge price tag to go to when you can go to smaller festivals and see them with less people. Yeah, agreed. And cheaper beer. Yeah, definitely that. Um, so my next quick thing I wanted to speak it was about like a ten minute diatribe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, so the Me Too movement and music had a big thing happen this year in Chicago. Um, the very well-known kind of punk band, the Orwells, finally, finally got ousted as rapists. Like, 
Yeah. I know someone that dated the lead singer of the Orwells, and she was very mistreated. That guy is a fucking asshole. Like, fuck that band. Yeah. Those, like, the thing that was really funny is everyone in the Chicago music scene knew how awful these guys were. Like, as soon as, like, the, like, the actual, like, word came out, everyone was like, yeah, we've been talking about this for, like, four years. Where has this been? Right. But that's my problem, that we've been talking about it for years, but nobody's done a thing about well, it. Well, guess what? The Orwells are done. I know, but it just, it took four years yeah. of people talking about it for it to happen. That's the sad part. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that was really, that was really interesting to see go down. Just yeah. because they're obviously, like, they live in Wicker Park. Mm-hmm. So, like... That was interesting to see, like, fall apart. Right. Spoiler, I live in Wicker Park. They're right here. Yeah. Yeah. A couple (sighs) quick more things we can get through this, because we've been talking about music forever. An hour and a half. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, this is going to be a (laughs) two-part. Okay. One Um, one and a half. One and a half. Okay. (coughs) So, quickly, some band breakups for this year. So, the, the band Rush announced their breakup. Yep. Say Anything, the ever-well-liked pop-punk band, yep. announced a hiatus. They they didn't pull a Motion City soundtrack and, like, announce, like, a full full breakup, but they're going on hiatus. Yeah, I don't know that we can call it breakup. It's more like a retirement. So, like, for Rush, I feel like it's not a breakup. It's more of, like, a retirement. Oh, I think, I think Rush is, like, done. Well, it is a retirement. retirement. Yeah. I guess I think breakup is different. Like, breakup kind of insinuates that, like, they don't like each other anymore. They're that's just fair. around with each okay. other. But, like, break, like retirement for Rush, because they're, like, old and they're yeah, they're like, done. Then the band The Thermals broke up this year. And that that's also a retirement from music. But um, they're, like, a punk rock band. Right. Not They're, like, an indie punk band, almost. So, let's quickly touch on... And I'm sure there's more than what I have written down, but... I feel like this year in particular, there were a lot of musicians announcing their farewell tours. Uh-huh. So, like, Elton John was a big one that did a farewell tour. Um, Ozzy Osbourne is doing his farewell tour. Like, it was just a big year of artists being like, all right, like, we're done. We're old. We're done. Right. Um, and this next one's going to get a little sad. Yeah. It's going to get real sad. I'm going to be real emotional about this. I don't get emotional about things, but this is going to make me emotional. Um, let's talk about some deaths of musicians. Yeah. So this year we lost a lot of really good artists. Um, I think one of the ones that hit closest to home for a lot of people was Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. So he was late 20s, died of a drug overdose. Yeah. Um, that one... That one was rough. Um, I think especially rough because of, like, the whole Ariana Grande thing. Yeah. And what she wrote about him in Thank You Next was actually really sweet. Yeah. Um, Still have not, I've only ever heard the Thank You Jeff song (laughs) that James Corbin did about Jeff Goldblum. Let me read you then the lyrics. Um, it's, wish I could say thank you to Malcolm because he was an angel. Oh, yeah. That, that's, and so, like... That song's obviously about her exes. Right. And so that was her tribute to him, and that's that specific song. Um, yeah. Like, it was just... It, it's hard to see anyone that's so young die. Agreed. Um, so the next one really, really affected me. Um, 
Scott Hutchinson, the lead singer of Frightened Rabbit, um, died this year. And I saw them the last time they were here in Chicago, and that was, like, end of last year. So I saw him not too long before he died. I just think the Frightened Rabbit one, because, like, it's... He had some... Obviously, like, listening to their music, like, he was not in a good mental spot. Yeah. And, like, it was really upsetting because he just, like, went missing. Right. And then they found his body, like, in a river. I remember, yeah. In Scotland. And, like, it was... Oh, man, that one got me really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the last... I mean, there, there's obviously others, but we just wanted to touch on a couple. I think this last one was a huge, huge, huge loss Yep, for all of music. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you liked her music, Aretha Franklin passed away. Yeah. And, like, she is one of the single biggest artists of all time. Yeah, one of the single biggest artists and biggest female artists. Yeah. Yeah. She's had such a huge influence. Yeah. I mean... She died surra- like surrounded by her family and friends. Right. Back- so it wasn't like an yeah. or anything. It was... Like I mean, she's pretty thing. old. Yeah. So. Um. Um, another thing that kind of scared me this year was I thought... I actually thought Travis Barker was going to die. So, I agree. Or have to... Blink-182 was going to be done, done because of his... The Travis Barker thoughts. thing is especially scary because of all of the things that have happened to him over the years. He has kept... Beating death. Right. Like, I don't understand what deal he made with the devil. That he just keeps living on. And I'm glad. I, I, I am glad. Blink-182 was an incredible band. Yeah, like, and Travis Barker is a great drummer. He's probably one of the best he's drummers of all time. one of the of best drummers time. of all time. And I, I'm glad that he's recovering. Um, bummed out that they had to cancel Riot Fest, but we'll see Him them too. next year because we have tickets. Yeah, we have next. tickets for next year already. They've said they're coming back 2019, yep. so... Um, um, I also want to point out that um, while typing this, I accidentally typed Travis Scott, not Travis Barker, and Lindsay's is like, who? Travis Scott's fine. You know, my my comment here is, LOL, Travis Barker. I didn't even think to read that. Right. Um, um, next one, I was going to say, it was a big music moment, was Beyonce playing Coachella. First woman to headline. First black woman to headline Coachella? I don't know if it's first black woman or first woman. She's not the first one. Oh, Beyonce was the first black woman to headline Coachella. You were correct there. She's yeah. not the first woman to headline because Lady Gaga. No, no, I headlined. remember it was one of the two, either first woman or first black. It was woman. first black woman, which is huge. That's huge. It's huge. And Beychella was everywhere. Yes. Oh, you know I watched I know. that. Her performance, even while super pregnant, was mm-hmm. amazing. She so I don't love Beyonce's music, and I, I I don't get the hype around her, but I think she's an incredibly hard worker, and you she's have a to great give her performer. For, you have to give her credit for how hard she works. Um, next one is just generally trying to get Radiohead tickets. That was a disaster. I feel like not even for you and I, like in general, it wasn't everyone. Yeah. Had a, a hard place. time getting those goddamn Radiohead tickets. It was. I remember, like, it sold out. And we're like, "Fuck!" Well, I guess we're not going. And then they announced another day, thankfully. But I had so many friends, even in other parts of the country, mm-hmm. that were like, "I got boned trying to get Radiohead tickets." Fuck those bots. Fuck those bots. Um, Childish Gambino. So this was a huge year for Childish Gambino. I mean, obviously the song "This Is America" is one of the top songs of the entire it's year. It's a good fucking song. I love Childish Gambino too. And he announced that like the tour he's been doing is his final one as Gambino. As Gambino, because he's talked about how he wants to do other styles. He of wants music. to do other music. Yeah. Um. 
Man, I'm I'm so glad I got to see him this year. It makes sense though, because like Kid Cudi kind of he didn't do something similar. He also decided to do another style of music, but he still went under Kid Cudi as yeah. a moniker. And so he did like an alternative rock album, and it was just yeah. kind of weird because it was like this is Kid Cudi. So it makes sense that like Childish Gambino as an artist is done. Done. But if you want to do other styles of music, it makes sense to change who like, his change, change his name, change his moniker, and go yeah. with something different. Also. Do you think that Childish Gambino looks a little bit like Donald Glover? You know, I've thought that. I really, um... They've never been seen together. They've never been seen together. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> I joke. love that someone, like, tweeted one time about how Donald Glover and, and Childish like, Gambino... He's like, we look nothing alike. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Album anniversaries. You want to skip over this? Because it's going to go long. Yeah, let's go. So... I mean, I feel like there were a lot of big album anniversaries. We'll probably do in early 2019, like an album we'll anniversary episode. We're, we're long already. Yeah. We're already way too fucking long. Just on music. Yeah. We haven't even gotten through any of this yet. Um, so we're halfway. <laughs> Fuck. Um, just quickly want to note, this is America, as you mentioned, and Black Panther. It was a big year for, um, like, Black, that Black Panther album. Well, both. It was a big year for racially charged music. That was talking about the current state yeah. of America. I mean, a lot of it. It started last year, right? And like, but it, like it's even not, in 2016, like it's been going for a while. But this was a big year for commentary on. I think this year culture in America was specifically in music along these lines. Like, also, it was because it was brought more into the mainstream because of like it being supported by like film. And movies. Yes, like, so I was going to say that. I just said film and movies, fuck well, me. It, um, I film agree. and TV no, and like... I agree with that 100% because like the Black Panther movie was one of the... F- if not the first movie that had like an almost entirely black cast. Yeah. And that was incredible. It was incredible as, like, as a minority to see a movie out there that was fully minority. And like... Except uh, for what's-his-name from Sherlock. So, beyond Martin Freeman... Right. Everyone else was black. Yeah, and I think that was awesome, and it was it did a lot for people. Also, that, that movie seen, was incredible. It was but it's done so. a lot for people that haven't seen themselves represented yeah. in pop culture. Agreed. Original post about like asking for input, and that will all come into next week's episode. Yes. Um, if you haven't yet, comment as soon as you listen to this. Go comment on our Instagram post and tell us what you. Enjoyed most about pop culture in 2018, because it you will, didn't like, or what you didn't like, yeah, or what you didn't. Let like us know what you liked and what you, and what you didn't like in 2018, because it will come back in next episode. The surprise topic style, of what the we're surprise doing. episode. We're gonna have some guests. We're gonna go all out. It's the end of the year. Culture for yep. the end of the year. Yep. Um. So yeah, thank you for listening. And we will see you soon. So that was an episode. Sometimes our episodes do be like that. They, sometimes it do be like that. You can keep in touch with us and follow all of our other shenanigans on our social media. We have all the socials. We've got all the social media. We are Drunken Uncultured Podcast on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Drunk Uncultured. We're on Instagram at Drunk and Uncultured. 
And you can send us an email if you're feeling that kind of level of in touch with us at drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. I mean, everybody should feel that level you of should. in touch with if us. If you listen to this, send us an email. We don't get any emails <laughs> other than miscellaneous get. advertisements and that junk, aren't related yeah. to us. So send us an email. So uh, you can find us. You can find our Spotify playlist on Spotify, obviously. <laughs> Just search for Drunk and Uncultured Music on Spotify. Stephanie works very hard at curating a playlist every episode. I do. If I remember, we have some fire playlists. You can find me, Stephanie, at underscore Steph in color on Instagram. And I'm on the internets at Lindsay Sold Out. And if you liked our show, please go on iTunes or your favorite podcast service and subscribe to the show. Give us a five-star rating right meow. Like, not right right now. Right meow. Right meow. And tell your friends how much you love us. And tell your friends how much you love Derek when he's (laughs) on the episode. Sometimes. You can probably hear him in the background right now, too. Um... Let us know if you have any recommendations for topics, for things that we missed. Uh, just come talk to us because we if like to hear from any, you guys. Yeah, if you have anything you ever want to hear us talk about on a sober segment, if you have any episode recommendations, I think we've uh, we've got some good ideas coming up in the future. We've got some good guests. If you have heard a guest that you want us to bring back on, or if you've heard a guest that you want us to never bring on again, let us know. We'll get let a trip us know. Down. Also, it's season three, bitches. It's about to get weird. It's about to get real weird. See you soon.